Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Whitey in for Damon today. You know, Ray comes across as he's so gruff and he's so grumpy and he's so tough. Turns out he has many, many friends who see a different Ray. Uh, no. Isn't I, that right, I wouldn't Ray? define anybody as a friend. Well, I think we're going to talk to one of your friends now. I think he would prefer to be known as a distant acquaintance. I'll bet he knows what a teddy bear you really are. Nice enough to join us. SF Gate columnist, author of many books, including The Night the Lights Went Out, Point B, and The Hike, co-founder of The Defector, Former champion on Chopped, which I was stunned to find out. I haven't seen that show in a while, but I love that show. Drew McGarry with us on 95.7 The Game. How are you, Drew? Good. How you doing, man? Good, good. Can you tell us about what Ray's really like? Because, you know, on the radio here, working with him occasionally as I do, and all his listeners, they hear, you know, Ray, everybody sucks, blah, blah, blah. Is there another side of Ray that his friends see? No. <laughs> no. That's what he is. Now, I've been told that, like, he's a softy and all that, but, yeah. like, every time, like, we get together, like, he has to stay back wherever to do, like, grandpa stuff. I don't know. So, I don't, like, I don't, I've seen him one time. I met Ray one time, and it was in the bowels of the Oracle for, like, game three of the of the 2019 NBA Finals, and I saw a little, a little push broom mustache, and I was like, "That looks like Ray Ratto," and it was Ray Ratto. We said hi. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to work, but I like I have not been able to like have a drink with Ray and like see like the soft side. All I know about his softer side is that he will. He is someone who calls you like out of the blue, like he calls you on the phone, and I'm like, "Why?" Like I'm like, like I'm someone predisposed to despise being called like yeah. i don't even like when my mom calls i'm like oh my god i gotta talk to my mom <laughs> and then i get one from ray just being like hey how you doing and i'm like good what do you want <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to talk he wants to have a good time so he he's someone who he's, he's a bit gruff but i think he enjoys enjoys good company that is what i think ray am i wrong about any of that you're a lying thug. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now I know that whole routine. Um, you son of a bitch. Bro. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, let's do some background for uh, for for the criminals who listen to this show. Uh, how long have you been at the gate, and what exactly is your beat? I mean, you're a columnist there, obviously, but what do you write? Because I know the answer, but they don't. Oh, okay. So, right. So, I am, in addition to working for Defector and being the host of the Distraction Podcast, ding, I, uh, I am a columnist for SF Gate. And this is true. I was just named the number one columnist 
sports columnist in San Francisco by the San Francisco Press Club, even though I do not live in San Francisco. So take that, Ratto. You can stuff it. Ah! I write about sports, and sometimes I write about pop culture and politics, whatever they need me to do, same as when I was working in GQ for a long time. So so I'm a jack-of-all-trades over there, but it's usually to my, my standard areas of sports, food, and people that annoy me. So how do you establish a level of expertise about an area that you've been in once? How do you pull that off? Are you like, are you giving people a reason not to read me over there? Yeah. You're the best columnist in San Francisco. You, I can't friend. do anything to your reputation. I'll have you know I've gone to San Francisco at least like three times. So I think I have a pretty good idea of what your city's all about, buddy. <laughs> I my sister lived there for many many years, and I went out and I visited, and uh, and this is a true story. Her and her husband, for like a year or something like that, they through some sort of uh, I don't I don't even know through some sort through his job or something like that, they were able to live in the house of one of the founders of Twitter for a year while they were raising small children, and I'm not talking about like. It wasn't like a big baller mansion, but it was a house. It was like a useful house. And I don't think it was Jack Dorsey. It was one of the other Twitter ghouls. I'm not sure who it was. It wasn't Elon. But uh, So we would go out and we would visit them. And, you know, we just do the thing where we're like, wow, there's a lot of hills around here. Like, you know, the standard tourist stuff. And, <laughs> but uh, I've been around there enough and gone enough on assignment there for SFGate to sort of get enough of a lay of the land to, to understand. But I will never know it as well as either of you, and I'm sure the callers will call in, and say, this piece of garbage doesn't know what he's talking about. Go back to where you came from, shirt wheat. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're already back where you came from. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. Is I do the entire, I do it all remotely. So. Yeah. The so, great Drew McGarry is our guest. Some call him jerkweed. I don't call him that. I would never call him that. Oh, they, they'd have to work harder than they do to become jerkweed. Was that in your chopped basket? Did they give you some jerkweed? Is that what you had to cook with when you won that uh, chopped championship? No, I used to write for a site called Deadspin, which no really, no longer yes. really exists, as far as I'm concerned. But sure. we, there was somebody, it was someone sent us a hate mail, or someone sent hate mail to a professional athlete, and they signed off jerkweet. They were like, "Hey, jerkweet," <laughs> and it was like such a good jerky boys sort of insult. That uh -huh. It stuck with us in the way yeah. that, like, you remember Ray? There was a there was a guy that called the Miami Heat the Cryemi Weeks, and we have always. <laughs> Like anytime I think of the heat now, I think of the Miami weeks, and that just sticks with me the way, the way like, like someone like invented that and thought it was so smart. Like the guy who invented Obama instead of Obama was like, "That's gold. That's so good." Like, Ever. So, based on your vast experience writing about the sports in this area, who's yeah. got the smuggest fans? Giants fans, 49er fans, or Warrior fans? Wait, who was the middle one? Giants, Warriors, or 49ers? Oh, Warriors. I mean, that's so obvious. I mean, I worked, I'd work with Kevin Draper for a few years. He was a Warriors fan. And just, he, like, you ever have those fans who, like, just them alone feels, like, entirely representative of a fan base, and you hate them really because you hate that person? That's Kevin Draper. <laughs> <laughs> what if we asked you to draw out and look at the whole nation? Who are, we were just kicking this around a little bit before we brought you on. Who are the most, um, the, the most obnoxious uh, fans nationally. Ray went with, what did you say, Cowboy fans? Yeah. No, we were talking about the smuggest fans. The, the smuggest most obnoxious fans. fans are Eagles fans. Yeah. But, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to blow me. 
Drew's answer. Yeah. So right, right, right. No, yeah. I understand. Ooh, smug. I mean, it's tough because it would have been Yankees fans 10, 15 years ago, but like it's sort that sort of stopped because because they're not like as good. They're still good, but they're not like they're not in the the usual Yankees good. So it's got to be someone like uh, I bet I bet you anything. You know what? I bet you know who it is. I bet it's Georgia fans. That's who it is. It's UGA really? fans. That's who. Wow. I've heard from people who know who have been down there. Who are like, like you don't want to go near those people ever in your life. And that is what I. That is what I suspect. I, it was from people I trust who told me that. So, um, so let's talk local sports for a minute. As painful as it is, um, have you spent much time trying to parse out the 40, 49er quarterback? controversy at or do you like I think that it's much ado about nothing and it's probably going to end up being somebody other than Brock Purdy or Trey Lance when this all starts I was like that for a while and for full disclosure I'm, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan so of course my quarterback has always been linked back to Kyle Shanahan is going back because Kyle Shanahan has been openly covered as a Kirk Cousins ever since he left Washington and ever since Kirk left Washington and so it was always sort of this rumor that they would get back together, and wow, what a treat that would be for everybody in the Bay Area. But I've gone through, I've had to write about Brock Purdy and about Trey Lance and about Jimmy Garoppolo a lot this year and last year. And the sense that I have gotten ever since then is that basically I think Kyle is fine to ride with Lance and Purdy again next season and not really do much else about it. Like, I think he liked Brock Purdy. He could do what he needed to do with Brock Purdy. I think he still thinks there's something in Trey Lance, and I think that's probably his ego talking, but, like, like I'm ready to write off Trey Lance. Like, I think Trey Lance is a bust, but I don't think Kyle's ready to do that quite yet. I know he doesn't want Jimmy G around. Jimmy G's like a case of syphilis there. You just can't get rid of him. So (laughs) it's like, I think that they will stand pat and do something utterly unexciting. I don't think they're trading for Aaron Rodgers. I only to bring Derek Carr in because what's the difference between Derek Carr and what you already have? So I, I'm just not, I'm prepared to be let down by this entire situation because they haven't given me much copy to work with mm. all year long. Like even like, even Purdy, like Purdy was like very capable, but he wasn't like spectacular and he wasn't annoying enough, even though he was Mr. Irrelevant, he wasn't annoying enough in that Mac Jones kind of way <laughs> where I just instantly wanted to punch him in the face the second I saw him. So like I have a, you know, I'm not quite, it's tough, it's tough. Although I did have someone who's on Iowa State, like on the Iowa State campus say that Brock Purdy like went and like proselytized to him at like the lunch table or something one time or something like that. Mm. But, eh. Yeah. Uh, Drew McGarry with us. He's an SFGate columnist, race friend. I mean, you probably know who Drew McGarry is, very accomplished blogger and writer. By the way, it is in- remarkable that Ray just asked you that question because Ray avoids that topic like the plague and the fact that he asked that question of his own volition i'm i'm almost speechless but be that I, i'm will, i'm willing to hear i can't believe it i'm willing to hear from radio people who have never seen either of them play live the quarterback situation how do you have your job it's yep. an excellent point <laughs> it, but when you have when you have to talk about it literally every day whether they do anything or not you you That's start the job ray you're a drive time host you have to say the same crap over and over and over again until your head falls off. Well, I'm at, the, I'm at that point where I'm thinking about diving through this window, and if it wasn't double-paned, I'd do it. 
Let me ask you this warrior question. You mentioned your friend Kevin Draper and how he represents <coughs> smug warrior fans. Are we maybe... Well, how likely is it that right now we're staring down the barrel of the end of this Warriors run or dynasty or whatever you would want to call it? I mean, but didn't you think that like two or three years ago, right? Yes. So I'm not, you know, it's one of those instances where, and I say this as someone who enjoys watching that team, but like you have to see the body cold before you're convinced. And I'm not convinced that the teams on top of the West right now are all that well equipped to go barreling through it. Like I think anybody can win that comp. So as much as the Warriors have been uh, incompetent and sort of, you know, they're almost sort of like two teams, like, slapped together and mm-hmm. really working all that well together. So I, I know that sort of dynamic exists between them, and yet I know who's there. I know who the principals still are, and I know what they're capable of. So I'm not going to ever write them off until Draymond is officially in the TNT studio and Steph Curry's ankle has, like, 17, like, little like kebab skewers sticking out of it because he had to get the Alex Smith surgery and whatever. Um, what do you, from where you are, and and this is what fascinates me, and that's why I asked you the Billius Purdy uh, Lance question. What is your trash. general view of the Bay Area sports scene in terms of how much it impacts people back in the East Coast where you live? You know how this is, Ray. You know. Well, but I'm asking you because you're the guest. And frankly, we got another nine minutes before the break, so I got to fill with something. (laughs) I mean, in my mind, like all NFL teams and from a a coverage standpoint are essentially created equal. You can carve out the NFC East as sort of uh, an exception to that rule because we all get pummeled with the NFC East until we want to die, right? But other than that, like... If you are a fan of the league, you know what's going on in San Francisco. You know what's going on in Seattle. You know what's going on in Arizona. Uh, you know what's going on in L.A. You know what a complete mess that team turned out to be this year. None of that is all that unfamiliar to you. And you, you sort of, if you don't have an idea of what the fans are like, you have an idea in your mind at the very least, right? Uh, but like baseball, I think baseball is utterly foreign to those of us on the East Coast. Like what Giants culture is. I know you hate the Dodgers. That's kind of it, Right. And, like, I know Dodgers fans are pretty annoying. So, like, I think I might have the Giants side on in that. And I know the A's want to move to Vegas, but, like, nobody wants to have the A's right now. Nobody apparently wants any baseball team right now. So I don't know, um, I don't know if that registers back here. Um, and then there are the Warriors, and the Warriors register here because they win lots of titles and they're fun to watch play. And because Kevin Durant pulled the carpetbagger bagger routine and he was you know sort of like a villain for a little bit but then he was like he was so good everyone's like okay well he's really good and i like watching him play but then you look at his interest i'm sorry yes you did fortunately we uh, caught it did i get the button the I, Reddit, i'm never did, gonna be did he get the bag. button we yeah yeah mark randy on the and, button yeah yeah and, we have a small hamster in the other room who handles that so that is the utterly casual and uninformed take I have of how the East Coast views that scene right now. We have not gotten into the San Jose Sharks because why would we ever do that? Um, so what are you going to be interested in between now and either the NBA playoffs or the college basketball tournament? Is, is this the hardest time of the year to pay attention to any of that stuff? Yeah, it sucks. This is the worst. This is so dead. Like, even our editor, Tom Lay, last night, like, we do a little roundup of, like, hey, here's some stuff you can watch tonight. 
uh, that you can blog about tomorrow. And he's like, there's nothing. This sucks. I want to die. Like, there wasn't even regular season NBA because everyone had to take, you know, the requisite time off for Mac McClung appreciation night. So, like, there isn't anything right now. It's just a tough, dead, fallow time in the calendar. And so you fill it with, you know, as much regular season NBA claptrap as you can tolerate. But really, you're going to deal with hypotheticals all the way through until March Madness. So you're going to deal with bracketology because there's nothing else to do. That's why Joe Lunardi has a job. And you're going to deal with NFL free agency. <laughs> and the Combine next week. Like, the Combine will get a lot of coverage from people because it's good inventory for the NFL Network. But also, it's useful for someone like me who's spending all of his time thinking about what his team can do to not suck next year and whether or not they're actually going to do it. And the combine is when all of those things kick into motion. So that's probably what I'm going to be paying attention to despite myself. And maybe I'll see my kids, I think about. You want, I'm going to give you a chance to rethink the end of that answer. <laughs> because... No, I mean, they're here. I have to see them. There's no choice. Anymore. They haven't left yet. Oh, that's got to be devastating to you. Um, now, you know, you know what? It was funny. When they were babies, I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for them to leave and stop making noise and all that stuff. And now that they're, like, fun human beings to be around, I'm like, we're going to be alone, I said to my wife. Like, we're just, what are we going to do? We're going to be, it's like we'll be already dead. It'll be horrible. <laughs> See, that's why I approve of this man. Yeah, absolutely. Because he gets what the end game is. Right. Room temperature. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so... Last question, and then we will let you go. What's the thing you want most to see this year in sports? And it can be as grotesque or as weird as possible. What's the thing that you would fight other people to write about? Oh, all right. But we're taking out, like, Homer elements, right? Anything. Anywhere on the planet. We're not taking anything out if you don't want to. Ooh, all right. Well, look, the first thing is my my team winning a Super Bowl. Like, or... (laughs) I know the Super Bowl is next year, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I would like to see. Oh, God, we're live, man. I have to like think in real time. It's gonna be terrible. I'm gonna have to like think of words just to fill the air as I think of what I, you know. I'm gonna be like, oh, maybe Tiger could win another major. That'd be fun. Ooh, dorky and annoying. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I think. Uh, I think my team. Trading up somehow and magically getting Bryce Young at the top of the draft. There you go. How's that? Okay. I, I accept or, the fact that it was... Lamar I sprung that on you. I sprung that on you. And you came up with two answers that you know can't possibly happen because you root for the Vikings. But That's exactly right. But it's your fault for asking me the damn question. You can give me any time to prepare, Ratto. No, I did sure. not. And that's Pure why... And wheat combined. <laughs> that's why this show doesn't work. We're unfair to guests. And I, I apologize. <laughs> I thought it was jerk weed, but it's jerk wheat. Right? Yes. I apologize. Jerk wheat. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. Right. Yeah. So. Thank you, Drew. We appreciate yeah. it very, very much. Thanks a lot. Now go All and stare best, at guys. your children until <laughs> they're unnerved. Take Bye. care. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.